Welcome back to Nerds with a Creative Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Charlie Morris, joined by my co-host, Dalton Lewis. And uh, we have a special guest today, Dalton. Hey, Brian Pandry. Yes. Introduce yourself. <laughs> Tell the people what you do, who you are, your life story. Okay. Well, uh, <clears throat> I wear a lot of hats depending on the day so okay. i uh he's not wearing a hat today for any no, audio listeners no, no hat today uh but i usually wear a lot of different hats um so i do <clears throat> photography i do some videography um i do a little bit of graphic design here and there too some motion design stuff um i'm learning 3d and i also have some experience with like lighting design and live production as well like video directing camera operating etc so uh currently working at first baptist church woodstock on the production team <clears throat> so i will mix audio occasionally as well and do kind of a lot of live production and setup stuff there um and then on the side i freelance photo and video like i said i shoot uh Concerts, I shoot at churches, I do portraits, I do engagements, weddings, proposals. And then for video, I do like real estate stuff, event recaps. I've done some shows with video as well. I've done a lot of different things. So You also have done proposals with video as well. He said right. proposals. Yes. I have no, done he said that in with video as well. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. Right, right. yeah, I, yeah. I, I distinctly remember putting you in a set of bushes yeah. with a 70 to 200. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was you did do that. that was hilarious. For what? <laughs> Why would you put him in a bush, Dalton? Uh, when I proposed. When Dalton proposed, <laughs> um, of course. Speaking of proposals, Brian also engaged. Are you about to? Yeah. Okay, I thought you were about to propose to, <laughs> to Brian. I was Brian be... <laughs> also engaged. Uh, so that's yeah. a pretty pretty new development. Yes. Way yeah, to thank go! You. Thank you. He liked it. He put the ring on it. <laughs> I'm assuming, unless you propose without one. <laughs> Completely understandable in this no. economy. No, I did propose with the ring. Okay. We're good, we're gotcha. good. Um, I feel like I'd be nervous to do that. Like, be like, what if this ring sucks? I don't know. <laughs> well, she helped pick it. Yeah. So, okay. like, yeah. We, we went and browsed together, and she's like, okay, so this is kind of what I want. I'm like, all right, cool. So I, we decided. I went back like two days later and bought it. I remember you texted me about that. <laughs> yeah. You were like, yep, I'm going back today. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, it Good was. Times. That was a that was a very interesting uh, interesting day. I mm-hmm. um, a fun little bit of information from that day. I almost ruined the entire thing like thirty <laughs> seconds before it happened. So I had a group text with the you and Michael, the photographer and the videographers, yeah. and I, as I, I told them, I would text them when I'm about to walk up to the spot that I was about to propose at. I, as I'm walking, Celeste is already super suspicious. Mm-hmm. I open my texts and quickly, just out of nervousness, quickly text, turn in the corner, get ready, like whatever. I didn't realize until I, I turned my screen off, put, put my phone back in my pocket, and then I realized, oh no, Celeste was my last open text. Oh, no. I just texted her <laughs> right around the corner. It's about to happen. Get ready. And so she's like, oh, my phone's right. It goes to check. I like grab it out of her hand. And I'm like, no, you, you can't look at this right now. You got to be, like, be in the moment, whatever. And so I was like, no, you can't look at your phone right now. I'll get back to you later. <laughs> yeah. And so I like was this close to just 
absolutely ruining it as if she didn't know it was already happening yeah. but that would have been like just just a little bit more just terrible yeah for sure yeah. um but yeah so what uh what got you started on the photo video thing whatever you know? photo video audio lightroom 3d <laughs> graphics you could cut out that yeah. clip and just use it as your resume at all yeah. future applications. <laughs> what, uh, what got yeah. you started in creative? You know, mine was the, the gaming videos. So what, yeah. what was yours? Mine was actually gaming videos too. I don't know if nice. we talked about this. Yeah, so uh, like, gosh, how long ago was this? This was like 2012, 2013 or something. Like mm. Minecraft was yes. picking up. Like I started watching YouTube as a kid, watching Minecraft videos. I was like, I don't know, 13 or 14 when I started watching, maybe 12 or 13, when I started watching those, watched them for a few years, was like, I could totally do this. Like, this is so easy. So yeah. I played League of Legends with a bunch of friends a lot. I was homeschooled too, super flexible. So I was like home all day, um, you know, got my school done in the morning, had the rest of the day to do whatever. So I spent that time playing League of Legends with people uh, on Skype. And so... Oh, Skype. Skype. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I started... Um, I eventually decided, okay, I'm going to try to do this. So I downloaded Lightworks to video editing, wow. free video editing software, which is really interesting. If you've ever edited anything in anything, Lightworks is like none of those other yeah. programs at all. <laughs> I distinctly uh, remember that. Yeah. So I downloaded like OBS or Bandicam or something and uh, downloaded lightworks and i made a few youtube videos and i did that for about a year i got like 100 mm. something subscribers Whoa. i edited one video so league of legends has a world championship every year in like october november mm. i edited like a, a video that was like a hype video for the world championship one year and i had to put it on vimeo because i used copyrighted music uh, but like, i posted did you it like was this officially like for the world championship yeah it's just like hey i'm excited i see people make these all the I time i mean why wouldn't you be you know yeah i'm gonna make one i got a hundred thousand views that's on crazy. vimeo on vimeo on vimeo has that's really impressive <laughs> Um, so that was wild. So that was, that was a couple years in to me or a year or so into me doing YouTube, but I did YouTube consistently for like a year, year and a half. And then I started getting involved at my church. Mm. I had never held the camera before, like f for real. Like we had an old high eight camcorder at home and that was all I had ever interacted with. Uh, I go to my church, start, they hand me a camera and push me out the door and I'm like, all right, go point the camera at these kids for VBS and record our highlight video. I'm like, mm. okay, Cool. So I got like one piece of feedback, which is like, hey, make sure their faces are in frame after I went back the first morning. And I was like, okay, cool. And that was it. That was all I got. So I just had to figure it out that whole week. I shot a few camps for Woodstock. I interned with them for a few years um, and doing social media for two or three years. During that internship is when I picked up photo as well. Mm. So I was shooting videos for the high school ministry, social media, like intern for high school. I uh, picked up photos in the middle of that, and then also in the middle of that was when I taught my first concert, which was the Friends and Family Tour with Andy Minio and Social Club Misfits, where Marty had a wedding that day, I think, so King's Kaleidoscope covered, so that was yes. where I became a King's Kaleidoscope fan, too, which is cool. Um, fun piece but, about that night. Yes. Brian is the reason, one of the the reasons I'm a part of the <laughs> music industry so today. To me. Because I went there with my dad, because my dad... Huge Minio fan. Uh, 
That's like his favorite rapper. Shout Hilarious out to Michael. Tweet. Shout out to Andy Mino. <laughs> shout out Michael. Shout out Michael. Shout out Andy. Anyways, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but we we go to this show and like he was just at first was just kind of like all right I'm just taking you to this show because you can't drive whatever. And as soon as the show started, he's kind of like, like he he was bumping. <laughs> as soon as King's Kaleidoscope came out there, he was like, yo, this is crazy. Um, and so because that night specifically they were like doing this whole run of like hymns. And yeah. so my dad, with his like Southern Baptist self, was like, "Oh man, this is <laughs> this is crazy." Um, but no, and so that whole night was crazy. And I like I had been shooting stuff for years at that point, yeah. but never once had it crossed my mind I should shoot photos for this or I want to shoot photos like that. Mm-hmm. I think at the time I didn't even think I was allowed to have Instagram, so I didn't even mm-hmm. see like pictures on their socials or anything like yeah. that. And so. I uh, I went to that and I saw you there walking around with the camera. Yeah. And like I was used to going to concerts and seeing like the like much older photographers that were like staffed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, all right, whatever. But I saw you. I was like, that dude's got to be like within like two to three years of my age, and he's doing this. Yeah. That's that's sick. If if this guy's here shooting this. Maybe maybe that's like not a super far out of reach thing that I can do. I'm gonna give it a shot. And like yeah. I didn't know who you were or talk to you until yeah. like a year after that. Right. And then I found out that that yeah. that's, that was you. Because we were at the social club show. I was I was shooting the social club show like yeah. six months later and you were the kid at the front with the phone on a gimbal that Marty still references yeah. <laughs> to this day, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely I definitely got a reputation from that show. <laughs> there are artists that still are like, yeah, you're the one that had the cell phone on the gimbal. <laughs> and the part that they clowned me about more is the fact that it was an Android on the yeah. gimbal. It was like, <laughs> I remember it. It was a Samsung, right? It was like I a, remember it was a, seeing it. it. He's Samsung. been converted. He's been converted. <laughs> it was a Samsung Note 5. <laughs> Of all things, oh my gosh. and uh, had the thing because the rule was no professional cameras. Yeah, so mm. I was like, "All right, well, I'm putting the phone on the gimbal ring." <laughs> um, and so there are artists. Was that, that the really crappy found... gimbal you had when you were in like middle school and yeah. it, like shook around all the time? <laughs> yeah, man, that thing didn't stabilize jack squat. <laughs> isn't that the one that's? Like, I think it's still in your closet, is it not? <laughs> no, I meant like the one you had before that. No, that was the first one I had. No, you had one that you held like a bar, and it would just like whoosh around oh, all the no, time. No, like the weight based one. Yes, exactly. No, no, no. Not, that was no. not counterbalanced at all. <laughs> no, no, no. This was the the one that you have. That old Zayun. It was like the first Zayun gimbal that they oh, made. Yeah. We should sell that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a historic piece. At this yeah. Point. <laughs> uh, and so I, I had it there, and like there are people to this day that are still like. Bro, the dude with the gimbal at the at the show yeah. in the front row. Like, yeah. So yeah, funny. That was me. Yeah, at the Andy Video show, I was nineteen, and that was my first ever show. And I tried to do photo and video on my T six I with a kit lens yeah. and a nifty fifty, nice. and that was like all I had. Uh, and I forgot my battery. I only had one battery. The battery in my camera was all I brought with me by accident. So. That was that was a fun experience. I got to the very end of Andy and Andy's set, and then my battery died when they started crowd surfing. So I don't have any photos or video of them crowd surfing on the floats, Yikes. which I had seen on socials up before. Then I was like, oh, I gotta get that, and then my camera died. I'm like, crap. So uh, I, have, I have pictures in my phone and video on my phone of that. But I shot that, and then I shot uh, 
Sadie Robertson's tour, like two weeks later, I got invited mm-hmm. to shoot that show by the same person that got me into Andy's show. And then the following year, I shot Winter Jam, and then I shot yeah. the Social Club show. And I shot Winter Jam like four years in a row. So I've shot for I've shot for Andy like two or three times at this point, I think. Uh, two yeah. times. And then Lecrae has shown up every time Andy's played. So yeah. I've unofficially shot for Lecrae like every time. <laughs> uh, and then, I mean, we did like the Holvey show together. Yeah. And the Social Club show together in 2020. Um, and I've shot for Elevation as well, Elevation Worship, and all three Hillsong bands, which is like a Pokemon kind of got a catch all challenge for ca- me. I, I shot for United in 2019, and then I was like, I got to shoot for the other two now. So then Worship played a show with Elevation at the end of that year. I got that, mm. and then the Winter Jam in 2020, just before COVID, they like, came to Atlanta in February. Uh, yeah. Young and Free was there, yeah. and so I was like... I was, I Between was yeah, May of 2019, February 2020, I got all three Hillsong bands like I wanted, which is kind of cool. So yeah, anyway, also, I, I've shot a lot of different shows. Also, the most also. important show of all the yep. ones that you've shot. Yep. Manic Nights. Oh yeah, Manic Nights. Tickets. Go buy them. Uh, actually, this That's, podcast is going to be over be, before yeah. Then. after. Yeah, but there, there will probably hey. be a manic coming up soon when this yeah. episode comes out. Buy uh, your tickets no, wherever manic, it's at. Manic is super fun. I so at manic in uh, in March. I don't even know if I talked to you about this, uh, but I since there were so many other people crawling around there with cameras and stuff, and I'm like, I'm just kind of here to hang. I can't go on stage or backstage or anything. I'm just like gonna have fun so i just shot on my 18 to 35 with a flash all night like that was Mm. i challenged myself to just do that yeah and it was super fun i think i put a filter on too i think i I have the um prism lens effects yeah like light dream filter or whatever it's called Mm. uh so i shot with that set up the whole night and got every shot with that which is super fun like rg showed up and played praise yeah it was still on soundcloud which it was up until like a week ago New Hollywood uh, is actually finally I know, I coming can't out. It's actually coming out. I didn't believe it when I, I saw it. <laughs> I like. I was like, I'm not believing this until I pre-save it. Yeah. Because like every real. time I've talked to him for the last like year, <laughs> he's been like, "Yeah, man, like, it's it's done." Every like it's done. Three months he's tweeted, "New yeah, Hollywood is coming. I'm not gonna like, be RG anymore." Blah blah blah. Like he keeps changing it. <laughs> every time I like I I'll talk to him yeah. at shows. I'll be like, "All right, so like, what's?" He'll be like, yeah. "Oh, it's done. It's just sitting on this person's desk." Yeah, and I was sitting on this person's desk, waiting on it to get pushed through, whatever. Yeah, and uh, it's finally here. So. Yeah, it's finally here. Did you buy the pre shirt? There's a pre shirt. Yeah, if you, <laughs> if you pre-save, it should have kicked you to getting a pre shirt that like glows in the dark. It's it a pre-save not, exclusive. It did not. Okay, kick well, me go to that, click the link again because I bought it. Again. It's only thirty-five dollars. Like, it's it like glow in the dark. It's reflective. That actually sounds like, pretty sick. Yeah, it's it, it it looks really cool. I'm waiting for mine to come in. But I'm excited for Dude. New Hollywood. So, How long last? So, so um, <laughs> yeah. the Winter Jam, I feel like I, yeah. I have to go into the story of the wildest Winter Jam of all time. It was yeah. like 2021. That uh-huh. was the year I had five photo passes. Right. Yes. To Winter Jam. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did you need five? No. <laughs> so normally that how shows work hilarious. is like you email a manager and you will get like a photo pass and you just, you know, you just like slap slap the sticker on you or whatever and you're right. good good for the night. Yeah. Usually you have to like fight with security cuz they just like just don't want you there. Or they also yeah. security doesn't know who's who and so no. they're just 
they just like to make everyone mad. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I emailed for the show as soon as they announced it. I emailed like my like two connects that I had there, and they were like really solid connects, like people that work in the Winter Jam office, and then like one of the headliners, like directly through them. Mm-hmm. And I get nothing for like six months or whatever, and I'm like, oh man, yeah. And it's like a week before the show, and I was like, well, I guess I'm not going. No email back, and so you know, what? I was like, I'm not taking no for an answer, and I've. I've been known when I when I used to shoot shows a lot, I was known as the guy who didn't take no for an answer. That they kind of would make fun of me for it. But you know <laughs> what? I think it's a positive trait yeah, sometimes. I think it's worked out. <laughs> but I emailed uh everyone. So I start hitting up like artists, managers, like the openers, these dudes I've never heard of. Yeah. Go all the way down to messaging I ended up messaging like the drummer for one of the bands um and i was like give me in give me in whatever day before nothing the most i've gotten is a i'll check with someone and the morning of i just have plans to do nothing the whole day because i'm like well i guess i'm not going it's whatever i was like and i i wasn't i wasn't planning on going paying money and not shooting i just didn't want to do that and i woke up to three different emails giving me passes. Uh, yeah. Somebody from Hillsong gave me one. Um, I think somebody from Red gave me one. Yeah. I think one of Crowder's people gave me one. Yeah, you, like, got, uh, you got like every every band. I was like sick. Did I ha- security mess with you less for having three photo passes? <laughs> no, they're, they're like, only- this, this guy <laughs> is important. We can't mess with him. So they ended up only giving me one. Just because they were like, I feel like you only need one. We're not going to give you five of the same sticker. Mm, Uh, And so so I have three day of. And as I'm in line when I got there, I had two more come through. Some of them were like two from the same band. Like the drummer and then like the the guitarist both got me one. And so I just remember seeing the Winter Jam list. And it just says, Dalton Lewis five in parentheses <laughs> and then, like everyone else it just says like i remember yours came it was like brian fed one yeah. and i was like yeah. i i feel like i broke some form of a winter jam record <laughs> like like i was joking with the, with yeah. garrett that night because he was on the tour he was yeah, like he's yeah. like you probably have more clearance than i do right now <laughs> yeah that was That's such a, a wild night yeah all my winter jam experiences have been really different so 2018 was my first and i got that one so Basically, there were a couple of guys, uh, Eater and Cole, I, th- I think are their names, uh, have a company called Big Time Productions. They shoot for like Luke Bryan or something now, I think. Mm. Like they shoot for some huge country artist. Uh, but they were the videographers for Winter Jam for like multiple years in a row. So I was like, oh, those guys are really cool. They live locally. I kind of want to meet them. That'd be sick. So I shot the Andy show through a connection at Woodstock that mm. worked for Premier Productions that my parents and I knew. And then she was working the Live Original show a few weeks later, and Cole and Eater were shooting it. She's like, hey, I want to introduce you to them. I had not said anything to her about them. So like, sick, that's awesome. Mm. So I got to meet them. I got their contact info. I got to talk with them. Super new to everything at that point still. Still on my T6i. Uh, and then... For Winter Jam, they were on Winter Jam again, and they were like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get you a pass. Uh, and my 
connect from Premiere wasn't sure if she would be able to get me a pass, but they were able to get me one. So I got in through them first year. Second year, I don't even think they were there anymore. They had moved on. Um, I think I got one through uh, an artist mm. or something like that or the tour itself. Yeah, I think it was through the tour itself because yeah. we both had the same connect yeah. that we would both yeah. use. So then 2020, the tour stopped replying. Artists wouldn't reply to me either. So the year that you got five passes. Yeah, I, they, they canceled. They shut down their like yeah. media pass thing because yeah. every city they would have like 20 people there yeah so they stopped replying but i was working at passion mm. uh, cumberland at that point it was a pop-up in a high school working production there the production manager got the contact for the tour mm. manager for winter jam and emailed him it was like hey on my behalf and I was like hey i have a guy that works for me he's really great he wants to shoot this show are you able to hook him up and he got me passed that way Nice. And then COVID happened. 2021 Winter Jam still did happen, but it was socially distanced uh, at my church, funnily enough, because we seat 7,000 in our auditorium and there's deep roots to Winter Jam in my church. I've, yeah, I've been and to the many families concert. that started it. I've been to many concerts yeah. at Woodstock. So last year, 2021, I was able to get a pass because I was on staff there. And mm. so I got all access for the first time in 2021. So I've been to four Winter Jams shooting. I, w I wanted to get this year, but I don't think anybody got back to me. And I just didn't like pursue it. Just wait till the day of, you'll year. get like five passes. Yeah, for, <laughs> I, I was hoping for that this year and it didn't work out. But <laughs> I, I've had four different experiences with getting into Winter Jam. So there's a lot of different routes you can take to get into different shows. I know that you've just like opened back doors to get me into some shows too, <laughs> that, that like was... low-key. And it's, it's always a different experience and there's always different rules. I've also gone through State Farm Arena itself to get a pass for a show. That's... Uh, it's been wild. It's been a lot of different experiences over the years with different shows. There have definitely been shows where I will just kind of do one of these. Yeah. And just like, <laughs> yeah. like kick the door away. Yeah. The like, last actual show I shot was at the Loft Center Stage, uh -huh. yeah, Chris yeah. Renzema. And I walked up with my bag and I was just like, hey, I have an email from the manager. And I did actually. I did actually have an email from the manager from like April. The show got pushed back because so it was in November. Uh, but I was just like, yeah, I have an email from his manager. Like, I can I can shoot the show. And they're like, okay, cool. Let's, let's just check your bag. Make sure there's no weapons. <laughs> and they didn't ask a single question. They didn't see the email. Yeah. They didn't ask for proof. Nothing. They didn't give me no. any pass. There was nobody else shooting. So I just went and hung out in the pit. That's nobody asked a question. Center stage. It was great. It was so chill. <laughs> nobody cares at center stage. No. Nah. Like, half of the, uh, every time I go there, like, half the security guards are, like, baked. <laughs> they don't want to be there. They're yeah. just like, right, especially whatever. not for some weird Christian show. Exactly. They don't. They don't care. Like the bartenders get bored because like the only person that gets a drink is like the like fifty year old dad who had to bring his kids. Um, yeah. Or the bar is just serving water. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then someone comes and turns it to wine, and it's like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. How is this thing? <laughs> Oh man, but yeah. So, so Charlie, you are going to have your your first. Uh, I, I guess I would say first like super small show experience this weekend. Correct. Uh, like super small show. Yeah. Okay, because like yeah, I feel like I, you've been to big shows before. Well, I wasn't uh, even here. Okay, so fun fact about me: I've really only been to one proper concert in my life like i've been to like 
like at Winter Jam, like once or twice, just going with the church and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But I've only ever intentionally been like, I'm going to go see this artist once. Mm-hmm. And it was Andy Mino in uh, Neverland 2. Yeah. Uh, nice. So I bought a yeah. ticket to that show and I didn't go because I didn't want to go to, by myself, and I wish I had now. You could have come with me. I know. I had a new. Pe- I ended up knowing other people that went too, that I didn't know they were going until after. I'm like, yeah, Garrett. Okay. Was, Garrett was there. Swayze was there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Swayze decided to go day of, and I was <laughs> like, he would do. <laughs> and I was like, dog, did, like you have to have COVID tests or whatever, and he goes, oh, I have one. I was like. Oh, you went and got one? And he's like, oh, no, I just keep one on my desktop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just, like, change the dates out. <laughs> and I was oh like, my oh, gosh. my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I haven't done that before, but. <laughs> yeah, We, that, uh, we don't we admit don't, to anything. This I is, don't admit to anything at yeah. all, no. Um, Hypothetically. But, <laughs> but, no, I haven't been to a Manic Nights yet. I've always had yeah. something else come up. They're fun. Um, I had a lot so of fun. So I'm, I'm excited. I still haven't bought my ticket. i got to do that as soon as I leave here. I think, um, I think too, I have this kind of theory that smaller shows are better than bigger shows by a long yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. I, every arena show that I've ever been to or shot, like it's not a bad experience, but they're just yeah. not – they're not great. I'm like, whoa! I'm here listening to this artist with twenty thousand of my closest friends. Right. right. Yeah. Whereas, if it's like a small show, like one of the best shows to date that I've been to, is that social club show, yeah. um, at Vinyl, which is a, yeah. like a two hundred and fifty person venue. Yeah. We I remember we packed it up. We like broke fire code that night. I remember yeah. some people got in trouble for that because yeah. we let like I think there were like three hundred people in there or something. Yeah. Um, and those shows are just so much hyper, so much, yeah. so much harder. And yeah. like Manic, like it's not a big show. Manic was popping off when the like DJ to warm everybody up came out. Oh like, yeah, no, when, people were when just going Johnny nuts for like three hours straight, and that just doesn't happen at arena shows. Yeah, no, and like like Johnny came out there and yeah. turned on like some Caleb Mitchell, <laughs> and like. The, People were just going nuts. One of the hypest videos <laughs> of the entire night is the entire crowd. Just, I'm gonna go and get it, and like none of the artists have even walked out. On yeah, stage nobody's yet. seen anybody yet. They haven't even turned the lights on. <laughs> People That's are just facts. going insane. Um, but yeah, you know, so it's uh, it's pretty hype. Um, yeah, Man- <laughs> manic is wild. Social club shows are wild. Like. Especially bands that have really tight, really hype fan bases. Like even, so I went to the King's Kaleidoscope show in April or May. Crazy. And it was incredible. It was it was just so awesome. Uh, Gable Price and Friends opened, and they have like they're blowing up right now. I feel like I'm watching mm. them on social media, and they're just like everything they're releasing is just getting so much hype. All a bunch of my friends listen to them all of a sudden, and I'm like, okay. Like they were awesome. This is sick. King's Kaleidoscope has such a tight, unique fan base. Every they opened with like three of their oldest songs at in Atlanta, mm, and cool. everybody knew every word. Yeah, like they the whole crowd was there for them. It was one awesome. of the like almost eerie moments that yeah. I remember ever doing concerts uh-huh. was a show you were there for as well. Yeah, uh, I remember it was the first time my parents let me like drive. By myself. Oh, is it the Zeal Tour? 
uh, I think it was the Zeal Tour. Yeah. was what it was. But no, I I had been able to drive, and like they let me drive from like church and back, which is like ten minutes or something. Yeah. But like the we were out of town at this conference, so we we're like not really mm. out of town, but we were staying at a hotel in like uh like Duluth, like the far yeah. side of Duluth, and the show yeah. happened. My dad was like, "All right, I can take you." It's like cool. Um, and Day gets there, and he like messed up his knee or something. He's like, oh, "I no. can't take yeah. you," and I was like. Oh no! Guess I gotta drive to Atlanta by myself. <laughs> and they're like, "No, you're not gonna do that till you're 18." And then finally, they're like, "All right, fine." And after that, I was like, "Cool, so I can drive to Atlanta now. I've done it before, yeah." Yeah. And so that allowed me to do more shows. Yeah. But no, they were doing um, the prayer. Yeah. That song, and there's like an instrumental break in the middle, mm-hmm. and as soon as they they did that. All of the lights cut off. The yep. room is pitch black because there's yep. no windows, no yep. nothing, no bathroom lights even. Yeah. Pitch black to a point I can't even see my hand in front of my face. And there's six, seven hundred people in this room, uh-huh. dead quiet. Yep. I can't even hear breathing. Yeah. I can't hear instruments. <laughs> it was one of the eeriest but yeah. also coolest moments. Yeah. Uh, and like after it's like silent for a second. It's when like the like hard yeah. instrumentals come in yeah. and they just go crazy. But that has to be one of the like best moments yeah. at a show I've ever been to. Yeah, they did it similarly at this past tour too. Like mm. they they did like I said they did two or three of their oldest songs. Like they did straight up like hymn arrangements yeah. that they had from like their very first album, like before they were really even what they are now. And then they did a prayer. Mm. And those were their three opening songs. And Chad comes up after and he's like, those are probably the three riskiest openers we could have picked. <laughs> like the three riskiest opening songs that we have done on this entire tour. Because they were changing it every night. And it was awesome. Like I went with a friend that is also a huge Kings fan. And we mm. both loved it. I wish that I'd shot the show to a degree. But I was also just happy to be there. It was so fun. The I think from the, the night that I went, one of my favorite memories was just... Just words. Please. Yeah, I was. I was just thinking just that. John, too. what a what a John, guy. Oh I just gosh. remember during the uh, the VIP question and answer, <laughs> they're all like Chad and everyone is sitting out there talking to the fans. Yeah. And John just walks in and like tries to climb over like the photo pit like banister. Yeah. And just falls on the floor, <laughs> causes a whole like fully intentional. Just causes the whole scene and goes, oh. What's up, guys? And like, and bro, and Gertrude. Yeah, Gertrude. I forgot yeah. about. I forgot oh Gertrude gosh. was a thing. Gertrude. Yeah. Do you know about Gertrude? I don't know about Gertrude. So you know the thing. I'm was, picturing a large Dutch woman with a <laughs> plate of cookies. So you know, outside of the car dealerships, there's the the guys, the the, inf- the inflatable yeah, yeah. man. Yes. So yeah, he had one of those that he made an Instagram page for. Yeah. That okay. said Gertrude on it, and he brought it on tour yep. every night. That's, uh-huh. that's fantastic. And he would put it in the middle of the stage. He would light up, and there would be one song where he would just sit there and like <laughs> do that <laughs> with it. Um, that's great. Yeah. It was it was hilarious. incredible. Um, but yeah, so hot take for another time. Uh, Magic and Bird is uh, one of the top ten CHH albums of all time, and I will fight yeah, that. Yeah, I I agree. I love that album. Any any thoughts? Do you disagree? Agree? I don't love love it, really? but I like it. 
Really? Yeah. No. I think Neverland Two might have become my, my favorite. Neverland Two is really good. It, it is. It is really. It's absurdly versatile. And that yeah. content experience just solidified it for me. That was the coolest. Should have gone. I feel like, like I obviously it. have not had much experience outside of that, but yeah. I can't imagine well, how it could have been much better. And Isaac Dietz did the uh, the set design on that one, which and it was really crazy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it was so cool. A crazy flashback. So Isaac Dietz was uh I actually he did the so uh so Isaac Dietz he um did the uh the music video cinema course for the place mm. that I did online film school through. Oh, that's cool. Uh, which I haven't fully finished it, but I've watched I've watched a lot of it. It was pretty it was pretty yeah. good. Um he taught taught people how to do like treatments and the whole yeah. thing. Uh, but he wild flashback for you charlie you've seen a lot of his stuff i'm sure that you didn't even realize was his so uh i believe he did the chainsaw video oh the chainsaw oh. music video like way back uh, yeah, he did stuff like uh he did welcome to america um wow. cray button like wow. a bunch of these like og and he also did a lot of like og like uh like k-love type songs mm. uh you know like 10th avenue north like yeah. I don't know if he specifically done one of theirs, but like that style of videos, he used to do those. Yeah. I didn't see any music videos out of him for years, and then out of nowhere, he popped up with the uh, the Herman Miller video for mm. Andy, oh, which is, that one is sick. one of the craziest music videos that the space has seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he apparently ended up doing the set design, um, the set design for. The whole tour, which I would love Again, to get absolutely Isaac. Absolutely crazy. I would love to get Isaac on a podcast. Episode. Make it happen. That would be I, sick. I will try my best to make it happen. <laughs> I know I know he's from here, so it would be sick. But yeah, he's just done some crazy stuff. Um well, the coolest part about like the the set design for the tour was, you know, the whole thing was Andy's like childhood bedroom yeah. window. And there's like all this greenery like growing in where like they're in Neverland and so this is nature. Yeah. But like the coolest part is that you would hear like like words played's voice and you'd know he was coming out or whoever's voice and they would pop up in Andy's bedroom window. Oh, they would and like climb like, through hey, the window. Andy, you wanna come you wanna you wanna hang out? Like and it was just like knocking on the bedroom window of like That's hey, so sick. You gotta be quiet, dude. My parents are asleep. And it was just like That's... so cool to see like the theatricality of it. That is so awesome. awesome. They couldn't climb through the bedroom. It was not big enough. Ah. <laughs> I think someone tried, I can't remember. <laughs> Yeah, that that was that was such a sick tour. I, I got to hear a few like tour stories here and there from uh, from Garrett, and that was dude, it was just yeah. sick. Um, I wish I would have gone. I love watching all the content from it though. Same. Uh, it looked it looked dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, so you work in church media, yeah. in church socials. You do that thing. Yeah. So. Break us down a little bit. What what does that look like? What is your yes. your process with that or whatever? So uh, the current scope of work right now is really... So I, I work at a big church. Obviously, I mentioned before we seat 7,000 in our main auditorium. Our second room is the size of most churches' whole buildings, which yeah. is seats like 2,000. Uh, so we're, we're a very large church. We have a lot going on all the time. Uh, we have a lot of auxiliary ministries and events that happen, a lot of external stuff that uses our space. So uh, my primary responsibility, I'm a production associate is like my official title right now. Um, I 
basically set up and deliver like AV setups across the campus. So I will set up and support things like TV carts or installed TVs or sound portable sound systems or installed sound systems, stuff like that. So we have classrooms of varying sizes that need different things throughout the week. And some of the things are portable. And so they just need to go places and they need somebody to fix it. If something goes wrong, you saw me get a text before about that before we started recording like hey the tvs the sound's not working on the tv help (laughs) uh so i I help stuff like that usually um but i also get the opportunity to do some creative stuff so i've video directed Mm -hmm. on sunday mornings before we do two services uh traditional and contemporary service like traditional full choir orchestra contemporary more like elevation or like passion style like just band like three four worship leaders stuff like that uh and more modern music uh, so we have two different vibes. I've video directed for both of those. I've been camera op for both of them um, many times. Uh, and then I've also done like a bit of visual design for stuff there. Mm. Uh, a few months ago for our kids camp, I was one of the production staff members that went on that. Uh, and I was like the video editor for the camp that week. So I did recap videos all week and then I created all the visual content for it. We even, shot a, we even shot a music video for uh for the camp with a song that we were trying to get the kids like kind of hyped on Mm. and get them to connect to so i got to kind of like conceptualize and direct a music video and shoot and edit all that and then yeah a lot of visual design in the same week that you edited a recap video uh no the the music video was done a few weeks before the camp that makes more sense i was about to be like did you sleep that week (laughs) not no not really that's much more my world is camp stuff and camp contact well we were doing a recap a day so we did three we did three recaps uh in total (laughs) and then also i had to help like i was there were only two staff members there and then a couple like high school students as volunteers um so I was like one of the people with like actual say there as far as like production stuff staff yeah. wise. And so I was like, I helped load in and load out as well. So we mm. loaded in a whole stage, a whole setup, you know, projector lights, drape, truss, a whole, the whole nine. And then we had to load it all out too. So setting all that up, getting all the camera gear in order for volunteers to shoot on and then editing everything down. Mm. So yeah, like I said, a lot of hats. And I'm also kind of acting as the producer for like our kids' services because we have like mm. a whole kids' service space which fits a couple hundred kids as well every Sunday. So um, I get volunteers set up for success with that with like per presenter playlists and mm. lighting cues and getting mics and everything in audio world in order as well. So Wild unrelated thing that I just thought about. Yeah. Uh, there was a church... Remind, I thought of it because it was very similar to Woodstock. So yeah, there's this yeah. church in Birmingham called um, it's called Hunter Street, and I went out there for Unashamed tour in 2019. Oh, yeah. um, and they had it was the most interesting church. So they had a sanctuary, very similar to Woodstock sanctuary, pretty uh-huh. big. I think they held about 4,500. Yeah. Um, and they had a second sanctuary that was like down the hall, mm-hmm. and it was the like. Uh, I guess international, mm. the international sanctuary is what they called it. Okay, it was more they had like all the country's flags that were like uh-huh. represented. Um, and it was a very, um, like the worship was like styled very differently. I don't remember exactly what like culture it was kind of, yeah, 
like modeled from, mm -hmm. but it was a very like two completely different styles of worship services. And it was really cool because I mean that place was big too. Um, and so they had like two like pretty big rooms that were just dope. Like one of them, like, I don't know. It was yeah. just dope to like look in the sanctuary and see all the yeah. like flags of all the countries and stuff. Yeah. Really cool. Anyways, yeah. continue. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's, I mean, that's basically a lot of what I do day to day there. Now, uh, when I interned there doing social media stuff, I, uh, spearheaded all the video content from concept to posting or showing in a service for the high school ministry for a few years. So uh, that started by me shooting weekly recap videos. So every Wednesday night that we met, I would be there shooting video. Wow. And at, I edited those for, yeah, like three years straight. So I've done like 150 yeah. or something, 130 videos just for that. And then I did camps with them too, doing, re, uh, doing the camp recaps and I shot announcement videos and all kinds of stuff for them as well. And I even did some graphic design and writing for the socials mm. as well. So I've done a lot of different things around this church growing up yeah. there and everything. Right. Um, but yeah, it's been really fun. And the broadness of my work there has really contributed to my like wide range of interests and, mm. and like interest in learning and abilities to a degree. Mm. So, so question for you. Yeah. So obviously we all come from that sort of world where yep. we find ourselves doing a lot of church work and, mm -hmm. and social media content. Yeah. There are definitely those out there out there who would say, Well, that's you know, maybe not an important function or mm. not worth budgeting that kind of thing for. Yeah. So what what would you say to those kind of people mm. who say, mm, do we really need that? Yeah. Well, uh I think that COVID and everything that happened with the pandemic a couple of years ago, it pushed churches, a lot of churches online, mostly ex most of them exclusively for a long time. And then having to reevaluate their online footprint in terms of like broadcasting and recording their services. Yeah. I think that that's one. I think, I think that the, um, content and marketing and social media in world in general is kind of a similar thing where churches i think they undervalue it until they realize that they really need it mm. um i would argue that it's really critical because here's an argument that i've heard for churches on social media mm. that biblically speaking we can see like jesus as an example jesus always goes and the disciples always go to preach the gospel and reach people where they are yeah. And where people are now, nowadays, is on social media. Mm. So yeah. that's a really good argument that I, you know, I'm really fond of. I think it's a strong argument for why churches need to be on social media because it's not... Um, some people see social media as just like marketing or it's all just fluff or both. Mm. Social media can be a place where you can really reach and preach to people and, you know, meet them where they are at. Uh, so I think it's a really powerful tool in that way to be able to connect with people. If you see it as less of like a marketing or expanding your reach thing, like you can use social media to get more people in the door, which is great. And that can be a way that you can preach to them and, and reach them and, and help them where they're at um, by making them more aware. That's something that's worth doing, I think, on its own. But also you can use social media as a tool 
to just reach people that might never step in your building. Mm. Well, another thing I would say too is a lot. um, I think a lot of people group social media technology all together. Yeah. Um, I've ran into a lot of people that are like, oh, we don't need that. We would never Mm -hmm. use that. Why would we want that? In fact, I, uh, you know, in trying to market to some churches to do Mm -hmm. some work for them. Yeah. With the company, I uh, one of our guys called them the other day, and uh, from from what it was told to me, it, was, it seemed to be this like kind of older like secretary mm-hmm. type person, yeah. and he was like, "Hi, can I talk to someone about this?" And she mm-hmm. just goes, "Oh no, we wouldn't want that." Yeah, and it's like, "Yeah, well, how, can I at least ask?" <laughs> yeah. Like, like, well, we just we just wouldn't want that. Yeah, and and so there are a lot of people like that that genuinely believe, oh, yeah. we don't need that. Uh, and like, I feel like a lot of people group them together. Yeah, and like I can mm-hmm. get, I can get behind the idea of okay, maybe dropping a hundred grand on an LED wall sure. might not be yeah. the best thing to do when like your Sunday school rooms are falling apart you know yeah it's like absolutely. i i i completely understand that yeah um you know but also at the same time i would say separate those things like yeah mm-hmm. i think absolutely. it would be a a much smarter decision even something that's like like obviously i'm, I'm not pulling like verses and references out right now but mm-hmm. i i feel like almost biblical to utilize something like social media because it's just such a great tool that is there in front of everyone. Yeah. And so many churches that I know mm-hmm. are either just have nothing. They have a yeah. page that hasn't been touched in like five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's just the occasional post and it is not good. It's like yeah. a, it's like an old iPhone 4 photo from right. the wide of the <laughs> sanctuary. Yeah. And I think a lot of churches would benefit more yeah. by utilizing that. And I think that's somewhere that they need to put. Churches need to put money. I mean, yeah. you put you put money into. You have no problem putting money into flyers for events. You have no problem mm-hmm. putting money into anywhere else to reach people. Mm-hmm. And so, why are you closing yourself off to the biggest and also cheapest source of that? Because yeah. I guarantee most churches would pay less doing things on social media, hiring a company mm-hmm. to run their socials, shoot stuff, maybe even pay for some ads, they would spend way less money mm-hmm. than they would getting a bunch of stuff printed and yeah. all this stuff. Um, so I think a lot of churches are just using, they're just leaving that entire mm-hmm. area neglected and ignored. And I feel like COVID really showed that for a lot of people. Yeah. Because you had a lot of churches who didn't even know how to record or stream services that the second that hit, they were basically just didn't exist. Anymore. Right. Um, but yeah, so I think that's just something that people need to be like tapping into a little bit more. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and I say this, like, I think even my church, Woodstock, even though, you know, we're a very large church with a lot of resources and a lot of very talented people on our staff. Um, my, my department is connected very closely to the creative department <laughs> There's a lot of amazing people there. We don't have a lot of focus on social media ourselves either, really. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's something that we could definitely do better at as a church as well. Um, 
And I think here's here's a really big reason, in my opinion, for why you would want to, uh, or how you can use social media, rather, not necessarily why, because we already covered that. Like, you can reach people where they're at. You can, you can encourage people. You can pray for them. You can encourage them to pray. You can challenge them spiritually. Um, you know, sermon clips, mm. different prompts. You can sit down with some staff members on, mm. with your phone. It doesn't have to be anything high production necessarily even. Yeah. Sit down with a phone, like find some decent lighting, find a room that's not echoey, shoot it outside, get a phone, sit somebody down, a pastor, some a deacon, somebody like that, and just have them give some encouragement, have them give a prayer point, have them share a little devotional. It's like a quick 30 second thing, just some thoughts for the day, some things to consider or make it into a graphic. It doesn't have to be a video. Mm. Make, make a graphic, take a picture, put it in the caption. Yeah. Like it doesn't take a lot of effort and those can all be ways that you can encourage people. People can just stumble upon your church and be like, wow, I got something out of that. Even if they never come to your church, you can still impact them spiritually. Um, and you can also highlight church life and just like, you can highlight how your church functions, what you do, your culture, um, and you can encourage people to come that may have never found out about you otherwise. Yeah, and, and also it's not like a, like you're saying, you don't have to go drop fifty grand of your church no. budget on a red no, and a staff member. No, nope. uh, and I'm also not I'm also not saying you have to hire a company. You know what? There are some churches that have volunteers that do it really well. Yeah, absolutely. there's some people that don't get paid a single cent, do everything on phones. Yeah, but they are educated they're trained mm-hmm. they strategize it um yeah. and you know they do they do what they can with what they have mm-hmm. but at the same time i think if you have the resources to outsource to a company or have a staff member it's definitely something that i mean yeah it's definitely think you should be doing that because you know yeah the amount of churches that have outreach pastors and mm-hmm. people with designated jobs to these ministries that do less impact than just mm-hmm. a simple social media post could do. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the potential for social media versus like, you know, handing stuff out necessarily, it, it can even can be higher in a lot of mm. situations. And the thing is you don't have to get rid of that like organic, like person to person outreach, like probably just about everybody in your church is on Facebook or Instagram or something like that. And um, if you post like a virtual flyer effectively on your socials, something that is worth sharing for them, something you want to encourage people to, hey, let your neighbors know about this, let your friends know about this. Sharing, Having them share it on social media organically is even like more effective than, than just handing one person a physical flyer. And Having a digital footprint is really important too because mm-hmm. I certainly look up churches online before I even step in the building. Like, yeah. if I know that I'm doing something at X or Y church or whatever, or I'm interested in getting involved there, I'm going to go look for their website and I'm going to look for their social media. And if I find their website or their website, a lot of them, their website's hard to find. If I find their website and their website is old and they don't have any social media links, I'm like, well, I feel like I know nothing about this church now yeah. because if they can't maintain, like, if you can't maintain an Instagram feed or a Twitter or a Twitter feed or something like that, or even a Facebook page, then I can't, I don't necessarily trust that your website's up to date either. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this is really representative <coughs> of 
of where you're at as a church now. Yeah, for sure. To wrap it up. So, so yeah, so that's definitely something, and I, I would love to have you, you know, back on a, on a later episode to go more in depth about this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe have us prepare a little more material to go through and such, but I definitely think it's a neglected area that a lot of churches could do better in. Yeah, um, for sure. But, but yeah, no, so to kind of, kind of wrap that one up. Um, Next any, time any, Brian's going to go through his exact export settings yeah, <laughs> for actually. every type of video he makes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's uh, bring, bring your render settings. Next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, any, any notes on, on that? No. Is it time? I, I think it's time. <laughs> Brian. The light just flickered there. That was, that was scary. What's up? Very, very recent addition to our podcast is, is closing out uh-huh. with all of our first time guests uh-huh. uh, with a specific question. Okay. Some have called it the most important question of okay. all time. Okay. Some have just called it really stupid. Okay. Most do. Uh huh. But it is a question you must answer before you leave here today. Okay. All right. All right. So here it goes. So if you could. But could I mean you have to pick something. It's no fun yeah. if you don't pick yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. But if you could make any substance, solid, liquid, gas, non-physical, I don't care. Okay. If you could make any substance flow in a continuous, never-ending stream out of your belly button, <laughs> what would it be and why? Now, a couple pointers for you. Okay. Whatever you pick, it's going to be the very best of. If you pick money... $100 bills all the time. Okay. You're going to ruin the economy if you do that, so I yeah. don't recommend it. Yeah. Secondly, you can slow it down. You can speed it up. I want to say, you know, maybe you can even stop it temporarily, but okay. it'll always come back with a vengeance. Oh, gosh. What do you choose? <laughs> um, ooh. I need a second. Hold on. Feel free to think out loud. I feel like that would be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no. you can break what, down what's what going is. on in your brain. My brain's going like three different directions right now. I don't think it would make much sense if I tried to think out loud. Um, I'm happy to give you any sample answers, but yeah, just know you yeah, can't give, use them. Okay. Yeah, give me some sample answers. Right. So money used to be a popular one, but yeah. then I started to convince people that you would destroy the economy. Yeah. Okay. I mean... Right, so an example of like sure. a non-physical substance is people uh-huh. have said Wi-Fi or uh-huh. music. Music's my favorite. <laughs> what if it's a very particular type of person that would want to be able to project music from the, their well, body I, at I've all said time? Well, I said this on our last podcast, yeah. but I just feel like it would change depending on my mood. Sure. Which would be really entertaining for me because I just want uh-huh. my life to be like a movie. Sure. So I'd be really happy walking into a room with a Darth Vader theme playing. <laughs> Even if it meant like Marvin Gaye was playing when I saw a girl I liked, you know, like I think I'd be willing to do that. But I had yeah. someone tell me they'd want huh. the Bible in unknown languages, and I was like, "Fine, that's a noble answer." But you they, have want, to, they want their belly button to speak in tones. I said, I, I said, you have to print it out one page at a time. If there's got to be some level of inconvenience for you, oh, yeah. Gosh. I, People have said clean water, and they'd go to I, third world countries. And I thought of one that I don't know how it went. This could like low key be like a, um, it's like a Joker type thing, like a uh, oh god, some form of like a laughing gas. 
It's because you're you yourself, because it's constantly flowing out of you. You think you develop immunity? You develop immunity okay. within a few days, probably. <laughs> right. So, so you could just like you know how like a Joker will do that thing where he'll have the thing on his wrist or whatever, he'll like yeah. walk in and just be like or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like all you do is just walk into a room <laughs> and then everybody's just done for. Oh my gosh, that'd be miserable. Um Okay, I don't know if this is within the rules, but a cool thought, right. uh, a cool idea, I think, would be kind of along the lines of the Bible thing, but less noble, I guess, just mm-hmm. kind of helpful. But if it could, like, translate other languages, like, freely, like, if it could just, like, I, I guess, if it has to be something that comes out of my belly button, then it would yeah. print out. I was about to say, someone says something new in Spanish, would, and then would, the English translation pr- comes out. Yeah, it would print out like, a ah. page with the translation on it. I now, guess that's incredible. How it would work. Or it could be like a music thing where it just speaks. Yeah, you just have like an yeah. Alexa belly button. Yeah, like that could be sick. I don't think the Alexa belly button counts. <laughs> Maybe it does. I don't know. That but it's got to be wild. constant. So even when sure. someone isn't saying something in a different language, it's yeah. got to print out a blank page. Like, yeah, yeah. It, just it, it'll, it prints out a Microsoft just... test page. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft printer <laughs> test page. It's got like the ink diagnostics. and <laughs> It'll just be like YouTube captions where it just tries to caption like any random Yes. It's like, Ambient sounds. Just, it's like trip a little bit or scuff your foot. And it's just like. I like that. I like trips. that a lot. <laughs> trips in Spanish. You would just <laughs> the amount of pieces of paper you would have that just say ambient sounds yeah. in parentheses would be or minecraft uh minecraft sound subtitles yes like torch burning right. <laughs> air, air condition oh. running that's so funny that's a pretty solid i accept i accept your answer sir bonus points if it does pets i think too I think that would be cool if it could translate like what my dogs are saying. So, so oh, I thought you meant if like pets would come out of your no, 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 no. Like if it could translate pets as well. Yeah. So I mean, that's a pretty solid answer though. Overall, I had a girl say glitter once. She oh. went glitter, and I was I, like, you would instantly regret that. that I, I pick horrible. up a I pick up a Hallmark card with glitter on it, and I hate for my real. day for the yeah. rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I feel that. Alrighty. Yeah. That, that was a pretty solid episode. We'll Any closing thoughts? Anything? Hire us for your social media, please. Yeah. We're cheaper than hiring full-time staff, and your church will probably benefit from it. Can probably. almost guarantee. Almost it. certainly. Almost certainly, maybe, will benefit no, from mate. our what social are you media doing? expertise. The salesmanship on this couch needs work. <laughs> Excellent. Brian, got it got anything else you want the people to know about? This camera, this camera. Uh, yes. <laughs> can I can I plug myself? Absolutely. Okay. So hey, I'm at editor Brian on Instagram. My website's Brianfandry.com. I also am kind of sort of starting up a creative company. And uh fun fact, all the camp visuals from the Woodstock Kids Camp that I mentioned before, all those visual like pixel sorted backgrounds and stuff like that are available in a pack for free. Uh, at edtrcrtv.com slash store. Um, put that on the screen. Yeah, put that on the screen. <laughs> edtrcrtv.com slash store. You can pick up a pack of six 4K looping visuals for your church lyric backgrounds, music video needs, whatever you want. It's, it's free. This is sick. So, Fantastic. Well, we'll must be having, most definitely be having you back Probably sooner rather than later. But, yeah, 
Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Nerds with the Creative Podcast, the only podcast with less talent than the Kardashian family. Thank you and good night. <laughs>